Welcome back, Tipsy Tailgate Media. We are back with another episode, and we've got an exciting one in store. A lot of stuff that our valued Tipsy fans for uh, the past three years now actually um, should be very, you know, excited for some some really cool stuff in the work, and uh, we'll we'll get right into that in a second here. But I'm Aiden. My name is Ben. And uh, we are two zero and two Patriot fans. Uh, combined, to the show. we're a combined zero and four on the last uh, two Sundays. So that's not great. No, we're, we're the season has uh, been a slow start. Hey, I said last week we'll lose to Miami, but the season's not over. The season is far from over. We, we're maybe the best looking zero and two team um, in the league right now, just because we keep them all close and they look good, but they don't. They don't the finish. Thing- the thing, that, the thing that I liked from the Miami game, the Philly game was disheartening for the fact that they played as well as they could. Yeah. Philly didn't play as well as they could, mm-hmm. and we didn't win. We played near our peak that day. Given that it was week one, we played close to our peak, and they still lost. And yeah. Philly was nowhere close to what we expect them to be. Yeah. Against Miami? I didn't think we played well at all. Yeah, we, I didn't think we yeah. played well at all, and we, and we still almost won. Um, so, in a really weird sense, I'm more encouraged by the Miami game than I am the Philly game because we did not play well. Uh, the O line obviously uh, going to be much healthier for this Sunday yep, and hopefully sure. the rest of the season. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing holding this team back. So I'm excited to see this Sunday. Agreed. A lot of injuries, and we'll touch on that in just a second. But first, we are excited to announce we have a sponsor, baby. We're excited to bring you guys um, huge time betting app, particularly mostly in the prop betting app space. None other than Thrive Fantasy is the sponsor here um, for the foreseeable future uh, and during this NFL season for the next 30 days at least. So they are partners uh, with us. They are partners with the Jacksonville Jags. They are partners with the LA Chargers. And uh, like I said, most importantly, out of those three, Tipsy Tailgate Media now. Um, So go ahead, head to the link in our bio or thrivefantasy.com and use promo code TIPSY when you sign up. Um, You're going to want to deposit at least $25 into your account. Uh, You want to make that deposit. And the lovely people over at Thrive are going to go ahead and match that deposit 100% up to $250. So that is a huge bonus. Thankfully, they got you. It's a great deal. Great it's a great deal. deal. Oh, great yeah. Deal. I mean, if you're, feeling, if you're feeling dangerous, get 100 in there. Now you have $200. You oh, play yeah. With it. Yep, it's $100 free money. Oh, yeah. So we're excited great for this. Deal. Great um, deal. Once you got your playing money, go ahead, head over to the player props. Put a couple in there, enter a contest, NFL season, MOB season, whatever it is, place a bet, uh, join a contest, win big. Um, Thrive gives out some of the best payouts in the entire sports betting industry. Find out for yourself. Go ahead, download the app. And listen, if you sign up using Tipsy, deposit $25, you place your bet with $50 now that they match your, your $25, and you lose then you could go ahead moving along with your day, knowing that you did tipsy a solid. Uh, and in fact, right. if you do right. go ahead and deposit $25, place that bet, go ahead, screenshot that, head over to Instagram, DM us with proof that you 
you deposit $25 using code tipsy and you place it on a bet and enter at a contest and we will be doing, we'll shout you out on the podcast, but most importantly, we will be doing a giveaway on October 15th, $150 cash uh, straight to your bank account. Uh, very exciting stuff. Yeah, there's it's a win win, Ben. It's a win win. Really, it is. Yeah, Aiden, you're literally getting free money. You are getting free money through this deal. So to me, it's a no brainer. You can uh, you can support your boys at Tipsy and you can make yourself some money. So uh, similar to you, I'm very excited. Um, I, I think this is uh, going to be a great experience for us. Uh, and I'm just really excited about it. So I really look forward to what's uh, what's in store for us. Yeah, we want to thank the people over at Thrive Fantasy. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Thrive is available in the states listed below. So go check that in the description. Uh, go ahead, check out the link in our bio. Once again, use that link or use code Tipsy. Sign up with $25 minimum. They'll match it. Have a good time. And now let's get tipsy and let's get into the show. Week three NFL now it's week three, not last yeah. week. No, now it's week no. three. You wanted a uh, you wanted to skip ahead last week to week three, and I don't blame you, given what happened in Gillette Stadium on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I'm I would much rather skip ahead to the Jets with Zach Wilson as well, but I'm sure we'll touch upon that game. Yes, we're gonna get into that game in just a second, but we are starting with a little bit of Washington football. Bills at Commanders. The Commanders are plus six and a half point underdogs. Um, honestly, that defense for that Commanders, this Commanders team has been pretty solid through the year. That's yeah. probably why that line is not, um, you know, outrageously headed towards the Bills. Mm-hmm. The over-under is 43 and a half. They could kind of, you know, to put that into perspective, Broncos, Dolphins at 48. So they think it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. Bills at Commanders. I mean, I guess they're banking on the Commanders defense. And, you know, the commander's offense, Sam Howell, hasn't looked bad um, no. doing his thing. And, no. you know, there's playmakers on that side. Ben, who do you like in this game? Give me a reason. And uh, and if you have a pick, let's hear it. I like the Bills in this game. The Bills are going to win this game. But with that being said, I like the uh, over-under in this game being as low as it is. Mm-hmm. Because, as you just said, Washington's defense is good. They're a solid group. Oh, yeah. And they can make some plays. And as we know, Josh Allen is going to give you a few chances to make those plays. And they're such an opportunistic defense. And Ron Rivera puts them in such good positions defensively that I think they're 100%. They could easily come away with two takeaways off of Josh Allen, whether that's two picks or a pick and a fumble. Um, I think even even if Washington gives up a few points or a lot of points, rather, they're going to pick off Josh Allen at least once in this game. So I I like where the over-under is at in this game. And so you're leaning more with the Bills, I believe, right? Yeah, I, I think the Bills win somewhere around like 25-18, something like that. I, I I don't think that uh, I don't think they're going to blow them out in any sense. I think it's going to be a really good, really good game. Yeah. So the last week for the Commanders, Chase Young finally came back into action, and he had a good game. So mm-hmm. I think that that addition really stands out to me. Uh, I think that the pass rush going against a guy like Josh Allen, who is going to want to run, but if the pockets, you know, closing on in either into his face or on his sides, it's a lot of quick decisions that could turn into picks that can turn into getting sacked fumbles, possibly even. So I think it makes for a sloppy game. And uh, honestly, I think the bills do come away with this one, but I think it'll be an ugly game. Uh, I'm not taking any bets on this one. I agree. I agree. Uh, 
to move over to the next, the next game here on this slate, we got Broncos at Dolphins. They're going to be playing down in Miami. Miami is six and a half point favorites. Uh, 48 is the over under for this one. This one's interesting to me. Um, I personally, I like the Dolphins minus six and a half. I think that the Broncos defense is not what, you know, anyone really thinks it might be. If anyone even does think it's a competitive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, legitimate defense, I don't really believe so. I like Patrick Sertain for sure. Um, and they do have pieces. Randy Gregory, of course. But with that said, I, uh, I think the Dolphins are, you know, this is an offense that is just going to produce, produce, produce. I know that you're not the biggest fan of Mike McDaniels, but I have to say it. I love the guy. I think he's hilarious. He's, he's a, a loser. He's such a f- but he's such a he's like a Gen Z as a head coach. Like it's the first one we've ever seen that has been like this. And I just think it's I think it's so funny. I I, love I think him. he's such a little creep. So everything he does, I just think he's a creep. Uh, but he's dude. He's he is one of the best offensive minds in the league right now. That scheme yeah. he has. Oh yeah. for, for that Dolphins offense is just insane. It's nearly impossible to stop. Yeah. Um, this game I also find interesting. I find it to be fascinating. And I think the result of this game is going to shock a lot of people. Yeah. I, I'm taking the Broncos to win this game. Wow. Okay. I it, think we saw. Is this Tipsy saw, Bowl of the week? This might be Tipsy Bowl of the week. This might be Tipsy, Bowl, might be tipsy, Bowl. Might be tipsy Bowl of the week. But Sean Payton and that Broncos offense, they were figuring it out in the first half of uh, the game against Washington. We saw, we saw the vision. I think is the right way to put it. We saw what they were going for and we saw them achieve it to some extent. Now, Russell Wilson completely fell apart in the second half. Yeah. But it's going to come in stages. It's going to come in waves. It's not all going to work out right at once. They literally have to fix Russell Wilson and try to make him 70% of what he was in Seattle. Because last year, he was one of the worst quarterbacks, if not the worst quarterback in the league. And Sean Payton isn't going to fix that in two weeks. But... We saw the remnants of it, and we saw we saw some of the seeds growing on it in the first half of last week, and I think we see them explode uh, this Sunday. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna be all over Miami. I think the defense gets energized by the energy that the offense is bringing. I see Denver winning this game around twenty seven twenty four. I think it's gonna be a really good game, but I think Denver finds a way to win it. So it's interesting. We are kind of on completely different sides for this one which I love because that just shows you anything can happen in the mm-hmm. NFL. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's going to be a good game if, if we're both on opposite ends like yeah. we are in this one. Uh, exciting to see. Dolphins have been great so far. This offense is just dangerous. And I do think that it's important to mention the fact that the Dolphins won last week against the Patriots going leaning more heavily into that running game. Yep. Uh, it says a lot about what this offense is shows their versatility. Of. It shows a lot of versatility that I don't think 100%. many people thought they had. No, you're right. And that's a biggest thing too for them because now that they could prove like, Hey, look, we could do more than just yeah. um, throw the ball down, downfield to whether it's Waddle or whether it's Tyreek. I think that's a huge, huge sign of, um, versatility as you mentioned with them and they're going to be a good team for the rest of the season so uh, props to them and uh up to this next one texans at jacksonville they're gonna be play they're gonna be playing the jags jags are minus eight and a half point favorites it's pretty high um and the over under is 44 this game i think it's interesting uh don't get me wrong i like 
I like what the Texans are doing in terms of they don't give up. You know, CJ Stroud has been slinging the ball around um, the the uh, the yard this the season so far through two games. He's clearly statistically wise. Uh, been the best quarterback and you know Anthony Richardson has a case for him but he has been hurt uh, missing snaps uh, you know throughout the first couple games so it's kind of harder to give him the nod but Stroud has definitely been the better of him and Bryce Young you know whether his supporting cast is better or not I mean he is a tech he is the quarterback of the Texans but the Texans you know they got some playmakers. Damian Pierce is a solid running back, even though he hasn't been great this year. Uh, Nico Collins has been a solid receiver for them. They just got back John Mechie last week. Um, the defense has some playmakers. Will Anderson is going to be a beast. So, you know, it's interesting to to say that the Texans might be starting to figure stuff out, but it's possible. With that said. I like the Jags in this one. I do think eight and a half is interesting, and I might want to investigate that Texans plus eight and a half just because they like to keep games close. And like I said, they're they're a big team to uh, come out and backdoor cover right at the end. But the bet that I will give you for this game that I am taking myself is over 44. I think that this game is going to be a shootout, a lot of scores, a lot of touchdowns, fun game to watch. If the Jags had won last week against Kansas City, and Trevor Lawrence didn't play like a big pile of shit. <laughs> I would take this to be a close game. However, the Jags are up for blood now, and I think the Jags are going to take it out on. In the in the case of Houston, they're going to take it out on Houston. Um, from their standpoint, I kind of feel bad because I think the Jags. Not I think I know the Jags are one of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah, they didn't play well last week. They're definitely pissed off about it. Trevor Lawrence, that's the worst he's played in what. Since he was with Urban Meyer, his rookie year, he was horrible. He was horrible. He, he looked like he couldn't read the defense. He couldn't get the ball out on time. And a Chris Jones, his... Chris Jones made all the difference for that. Yeah, he uh, did. Kansas City D. He did. And uh, Jacksonville's just going to go out there, and I think they're going to humiliate the Houston Texans. So I, I have the Jags covering whatever Lawrence's passing props are. Take them. He's going to go off. Let's I go, think baby. the Jags win this game. Something like. 35 to 15, 14. I think they blow them out. So you like the over too? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Love that. Love Benny approval on a, on a pick. <laughs> Need that. Uh, this will be a fun game to watch. Whether it's close or not, it'll be a fun one. I have this next game up as Colts at Baltimore. Ravens are getting eight points. 44, once again, is the over-under, which is interesting to me because, you know, I think that Jags-Texans game is way more prone to go over than the Ravens-Colts game just because I haven't really seen this Ravens offense being extremely free-flowing. Mm -hmm. I know Odell's now battling an ankle injury, I believe. Zay mm -hmm. Flowers has been good. Mark Andrews, you know, hasn't done much uh, in, that, in his last Only game Only played one game. Yeah, in his, one. in his last game back, exactly. Um, so I think it's going to be a little bit slower. One thing that I do want to mention, though, is and this might be a crazy take. But does it feel like Lamar has completely gone away from his fuck it, I'm running? Oh, I am so happy you mentioned that. Right? I am so happy. I could not agree with you more. This might be a really weird comparison that some people might not remember or or know. But do you remember when RG3 came back from his injury? Yeah. And he came back and said, I want to be a pure pocket passer when he was still with Shanahan yeah. uh, before he got fired by Washington. And it just didn't work. It didn't work because that's not 
that wasn't his skill set. That wasn't yeah. what he was best at. And I'm worried that Lamar might be going that same direction. I'm really worried about that because yeah. regardless of how much Lamar has improved as a passer, which he has, even since he won that MVP, he has definitely improved as a passer. Definitely. Still not your strong suit. Your strong suit's your mobility. The thing that makes you different is the way that you're able to move on that field. The yeah. thing that makes you special is your mobility. I mean, those 40-yard spin move juke yeah. to the end zone. I like, mean, he was doing – he was he had runs that were more spectacular than any running back in the oh, league. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. now it's just like – it's not there, at least yet. And I think it's worrisome, and the reason I'm so happy you brought that up, obviously, as I said before, he doesn't have the skill set to be – a pure pocket passer, like mm-hmm. say a guy like Brock Purdy, who we watched last night, he's a pure pocket passer. That's his game. Yeah, Lamar, that's not your game. And I'm worried, is it Baltimore? Is it Baltimore that's trying to do this to keep him from getting hurt after that huge contract? Was it Lamar who said, I want to be more of a pocket passer, like more of a field general type, type of yeah. archetype? Or was it the two? Was it both of them? who both went to each other and said, hey, yeah. we don't know if this is sustainable. We want to go to more of this style of play, which, I mean, it's early, but it's not working. It's yeah. not working for them. And, and it, it is a new offense there in Baltimore, and they do want to get this the best receiving core that he's mm-hmm. had. Uh, so they definitely want him to pass more. That's not right, a but secret. Even, even if he's not going to go upfield, you can still let him scramble behind the line of scrimmage and find a guy open, make a, make yeah. a play that way. He yeah. isn't even doing that right now. No broken so I, plays or anything. I'm really concerned about his play right now. I'm I'm really worried about it because he doesn't look like himself at all. Yeah, well, we're going to get to this a little bit later, but Justin Fields, a lot of people think that's the same thing where he wanted – he came in this year proving, I want to prove I'm a, you know, a good pocket passer, and then all of a sudden now he's not doing what got him here, you know? Right. So – it's interesting to see. We're going to touch on Justin Fields in a little bit, but I think we both agree with Lamar, and I'm sure a lot of people are noticing it. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's still, you know, they're still winning games. He's still playing playing well. Is but Lamar like, Jackson right now two games in, regardless of what XYZ player has done? You're not looking at resume. Okay. Would you say Lamar Jackson's a top 10 quarterback based on how he's played through two weeks? If, if it's give me – if it's give me um, – if it's named 10 quarterbacks to win you one game right now, I probably wouldn't say yes. If you I wouldn't were, have him in there. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't if, have him if in it there. Was, if you're saying the Lamar of past years, everything included, he's in that list. 100%. But right, right now, now I'm not, I'm not based on level of play in the 2023 NFL season, and this is, I think this will change. I'm saying this assuming that it will change this season. Yeah. He's not been a top 10 quarterback in the league. He hasn't played like it. Well, so to just go even deeper into this uh so far his rushing first game six carries 38 yards his long was 14 yard was a 14 yard rush then on this last game against the Bengals, 12 carries 54 yards his long was 12 i think what we're seeing is you know what he he takes the ball um double the amount of times as he did in the first game in that second game, but his average yard per carry is four and a half yards. Yep. So there's obviously something there where he's not getting those boom runs, 14, 12 yards. It's only two games in, don't get me wrong. But 
and you know, listen, he hasn't been bad as a passer. 77 per, uh, completion percentage, first game 72, almost 73. He's had some he's had some good balls, you know, he's been solid. His QB rating has been was around 112 last week. But when you when you look at Lamar, you're looking at him for that running ability and right. he's not giving you that running ability. What separates him from any other quarterback in this league? Nothing. Nothing. His throwing ability or passing ability rather it's good. It's not great. It's yeah. good. It, I don't. It could get to the point where it's great eventually, but right now, it's not great. So you really have to, as we said before, dip into what made you special. Dip into what made you that MVP. Yeah. I mean, Lamar's Lamar's Lamar for a reason because of his ability to run. So I really don't get why either him or the Ravens or both have come to this idea that he just shouldn't do it anymore yeah. or. Or not as much. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um. So another thing, we've got this is obviously Colts at Ravens. Anthony Richardson is out with a concussion. Second time he's been pulled from a game this season in two mm-hmm. games. What do you think Anthony Richardson should do? Because he's obviously shown he can be effective running the ball. He had two rushing touchdowns last week, um, and he's been an effective quarterback. You know, thus far, I think he's been great when he plays. Yeah, but what do you think there is there? Because you know, week one you have Trevor Lawrence coming up to him at at, at uh, midfield after the game. Protect yourself, man. Yeah, like, the only thing he's saying, good job, but protect yourself. Yep. So if it's this big of an injury, what do you think about the his potential there? I mean, is he going to have to make the type of move that Lamar and Justin Fields is doing already? And if so, I mean. Maybe these type of quarterbacks, you know, maybe their lifespan in terms of playing career can only be four to five years. But maybe at that four to five year peak, they are, you know, some of the best in the like league. Cam Newton, literally like Cam Newton. Exactly. That's And that's what I was going to come back to is just, <clears throat> you know, we've seen it with Cam. We sort of saw it with RG3, but he had injuries even right. earlier on. And now we're seeing it with Lamar. Um, Justin Fields, you know, is kind of taking that, he's switching that route, uh, maybe before it's too late and he's been, and he gets hurt from rushing too much. And then Anthony Richardson, I mean, two games in, he's been banged up in both games pulled. So it's interesting to see, uh, it's definitely something to monitor. And, uh, I like the Ravens in this one, Gardner Minshew starting, he's always a problem for other teams. So we'll see. I don't love the eight points that they're giving. Um, I'm not going to take that, but I think the Ravens will win. I agree. I agree. And just to add on to Anthony Richardson, we talked about this two weeks ago. And I don't think it's I don't think it's the running itself that has gotten him hurt. It's his style of running. Like, dude, yeah. you're you're allowed to slide. Yeah. You can slide. You're not Derrick Henry. You don't have to run people over. The, the week one when he got hurt, at the end of the game, he put his head down like he was Jerome Bettis trying to drive across the goal line. <laughs> like you're down by two scores. What are you doing? So I, I don't think it's I don't think it's running it, running the ball itself. I think it's what he's doing when he's running it, if that makes sense. I you know, I completely agree. Um and it's something to monitor for all these teams because you make that investment, you make that um draft pick in a quarterback that who so far and, has showed promise. He showed promise yeah. in the first two games. So, yeah, I, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. Okay, next we've got Falcons at 
Detroit. The Lions are three-point favorites. It's 46.5 is the line. How do we feel about this game, Penn? Good game, I think. I think it's a good think, matchup. It's two up-and-coming teams. Yeah, I, I think it's a good game. Um, I'm going to take Detroit. They're, they're definitely going to carry some level momentum. That was an impressive comeback by Detroit last week, even though they didn't win. That's uh-huh. a game that a few years ago, if when Stafford was there or even Goff early in his tenure, if they threw that pick six at the end of the game, they would have just folded right away and quit. It would have been over. Yeah. They, they they wouldn't have been able to come back. Yeah, yeah. But the fortitude and the guts and the grit that they showed and being able to like, all right, fuck, like we just threw a pick six realistically that should end the game. And then they come back and fight afterwards. That To me, that was more telling than them beating the Chiefs. Uh, I know some people think that's yeah. crazy, but I really don't care. Um, I know that what I'm saying is correct, so I really don't give a fuck. And, um, <laughs> and there was a Chiefs team without Kelsey and, and Chris Jones as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Obviously, that plays a factor into why I would say that. But Detroit, man, they, they got the balls. And this year, they, obviously, they had it last year as well. But this year, they're matching their heart and their grit and their hard work. They added some skill players. I think Campbell's improved as a coach. And I think Jared Goff is borderline great quarterback right now. He He's played so well. He's, I believe, I could be off. I think he's 20 passes, 20 completions away from the most completions without an interception yeah. like streak, right? Yeah, got from, ruined this week. Yep. Uh, behind Tom and Aaron. Yeah. Behind Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. That's good for him. I that's mean, a pretty good class to be yeah, to be involved with. So and, and he's one of those guys you just love to root for. I mean, yeah, he's, he's I mean, been nothing but class his whole career. When he was on the Rams, too, I understand he wasn't the reason that they were winning. The reason that they were winning was that they had Todd Gurley, Sean McVay calling the plays, yeah. and then Aaron Donald uh, on the defense. That's why they were winning. But to act like he was really holding them back, I always thought that was a bit of a stretch. Maybe he wasn't the reason you were in the Super Bowl, but is he the reason you lost the Super Bowl? No, the reason you lost the Super Bowl is because Bill Belichick outcoached Sean McVay. Sean McVay said that yeah. himself after the game. It really wasn't Jared Goff's fault. Um, so yeah, I really, I really think that Jared Goff has earned the right to get people's off to get people off his back. Like, hey, like, what else can I do at this point? I've proven that I was worthy of of the draft uh, or the first overall draft pick yeah. where I was selected. He might not be Peyton Manning, but he's not Jay Cutler. Yeah. He's he's like in that middle area and he's a very good quarterback. So I think people need to lay off him. Agreed. Completely agree. Uh, and then on this game, I, uh, I think the Lions win. I think they take care of business. I think it's a close game. Uh, obviously the Lions are now without TJ Gardner, Johnson, their safety, big addition in the off season. Um, I believe he played with a torn peck last week. You know, he had that whole thing where he was rallying up everyone wear um, ski masks uh, to like the shysty mask mm-hmm. to the game. And it was like this huge thing. And he was, you know, getting involved with the fans his first year there, obviously. And it's sad to see him go with, go down with an injury. That's mm-hmm. a chance. I believe he could return in playoff play um, coming back from that torn peck, but we'll see. Still like the Lions in this game. I think it's going to be a yeah. close one. I just don't think the Falcons can keep up with the Lions scoring with Desmond Ritter um, at the helm right now. At least, I'm not a fan of Ritter. Exactly. I'm not a fan. Thing. But also, the other thing I want to mention is I believe Taylor Decker, the right tackle, I believe he's been ruled out. Uh, Amon Ra 
has been questionable all week and he's questionable right now. And then Jameer Gibbs has been questionable. I think Amon Ra and, Jib- and Gibbs can are both gonna are trending towards playing. Nothing, you know, official, so I don't know. But those are another three big injuries to kind of monitor. Yeah, and then with the loss of Montgomery, obviously. Yeah, and David Montgomery, Gibbs, yes, so thank you. If you don't have Demont, you need Gibbs. So that that's obviously that would be a really big loss for Detroit. Agreed. Uh and you're who are you taking on this one? I'm taking Detroit. Um, as I said before, the mix of the skill that they've now added with that hardworking heart mentality that, that Dan Campbell's instilled in them. I think Detroit for Detroit standards is going to be special this year. Agreed. Now to this next game, pretty solid one, kind of the battle of two teams that have, uh, you know, pretty decent expectations. Both been right on the verge of being a, a good team or even a great team at some points, chargers at Minnesota facing the Vikings. The Vikings are one point favorites, basically a pick them. Uh, 54 is the over under. I believe that is easily the highest over under of the week. What do you think about this game? Should be a good one. I think this is the game of the week. And I know that might be weird to hear about two teams that are 0-2. But they're both pretty good football teams. And they're both 0-2. Whoever loses this game, your season's over. You're not coming back from 0-3. That's damn near impossible to come back from 0-3. So I think you're going to see a playoff-like mentality in week three. It really is. Which is exciting. I mean, already it's going to be this competitive in week three. I'm excited for this game. Uh, You got two. You got one elite quarterback, one borderline elite quarterback. You have the best, a guy who might be the best player in football in Justin Jefferson. Um, You got a Charger defense that should be good, but has been getting cooked. So I I think this is going to be, honestly, yeah, no. This might be the game of the year in week three. I I don't care what anyone says. I think you're going to see. Some high-flying offense. I think you're going to see a lot of great plays on the defenses as well. It's going to feel like a playoff game in week three. Like, yeah. when's the last time you could say that about an it's NFL regular season game? Great atmosphere. In in week three, it's going to feel like a playoff game. So I'm so excited for this game. I think it comes down to whichever coach shits down their leg worse. <laughs> That's what I think this game comes down to. I'm going to take Minnesota because I think that Staley's a clown. I think he's a joke. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Minnesota to win this game. I think that the people of Minnesota might be – or actually the people of L.A. might be agreeing with you on that because I don't think anyone likes Brandon Staley as a coach. He's terrible. He's, um, he's I think, in my opinion, clearly the favorite to be out of the door um, before the season even ends, maybe even before the trade deadline. Who knows? I uh, think, Aiden, you want to yeah. hear something crazy? Let's go. If they go 0-3, he's fired by Monday. Wow. He's gone. He's gone. You can't, have, of, you yeah. can't have Justin Herbert in that offense and be 0-3. You, you brought in Kellen Moore to be your OC for a reason. It's true. It's completely true, and it's very possible. People, people were talking about him being the Cowboys head coach. Why couldn't he be L.A.'s? He could serve as an interim head coach for the rest of the year. Why not? If you go 0-3, yeah. what do you have to lose? You're not – you you really – right already you have no chance of catching the Chiefs because they're the Chiefs, and they're going to win that division. They own that division. If you go 0-3, you might finish behind the Broncos. You might finish behind the Raiders if you start 0-3. 
if you finish behind Josh McDaniels as a head coach, who I love as an OC, horrible head coach. He, he can't do it. He's, he's shown that he's not good at it. If you go 0-3, Staley should get fired, and I think he will be fired. Hey, I think a lot, like I said, a lot of people will agree with you on that, and I do too. I don't think anyone is on the Staley side right now. He sucks. Uh, and he's going to need he's going to need to have a motivated team and a, you know, a team that's going to execute on every play and every scheme that they're running for this game because if they go own 3 like you said there's you know there's a decent chance he gets fired right away. What's the point of holding on coach. to him? That's my thing. What's the point in holding on to him? If you're zero three, you know, and you, if you know he's not the right guy, you know he's not going to be there the next year. You might as well see if the guy you just brought in to be your offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert could serve as your head coach in a league that's trending towards offensive coaches. You might as well try that out if you're zero three. Uh, just to play the other side, I'll go with the Chargers in this one. But you know, I, I think your point on on the head coach making the, all the difference here. Is right. I think Kevin O'Connell is a good head coach. I like I, him. I'm a fan I of do him. like him a lot. Uh, so I agree. This is going to be a good matchup, good game, and uh, should be a fun one to watch. The atmosphere is going to be nuts. Regardless of if you thought the Vikings were – I know you didn't, and I wasn't absurdly high on them either. Do you really think they might go 0-3 out the shoot? Yeah, really. That's crazy. That would be nuts. And both teams. And even. the Chargers. Like yeah. the Chargers. Who would have thought – I thought the Chargers would be a playoff team. I, most people did. I, I, I would bet you 90% yeah. of people who know anything about football, more than 90%, if you told them the Chargers wouldn't make the playoffs, they'd be like, whoa, whoa, so like, slow your roll, like calm down. I, yeah. it, it's wild that this is yep. as important a game as it is in week three. Them and the Jags have like 50% of the money I put on a Super Bowl champion split because both because of the odds being yeah. great for them, yeah. but also being – and you look at teams in the past, the Eagles, they were close, and then they just took off. Um, the Bengals of a couple of years ago, close, took off. I feel like the Chargers and the Jags fit that fit that mold perfectly. To me, the Jags had more of that field before the season. Yeah. Simply because of Doug Peterson. Agreed. And, you know, this might be the year for the Jags. Hopefully it is because <laughs> – <laughs> for your bank account. <laughs> yes, that is exactly why. Uh now moving to something that we, you know, we love talking about. Patriots, Jets. Jets are two and a half point dogs, 36 and a half, super, super low. I think the lowest over under the week, 36 and a half. And uh oh, this is gonna be a fun one. This is gonna be a fun one because of the fact that these are two defenses that won't give up. These are two defenses that have solid number one cornerbacks, and I feel comfortable saying that now because Christian Gonzalez oh, has he's been unreal. rated. He's I believe unreal. he's been rated number one, but at least I know for sure top three cornerback through the season so far. He was number one last week. That's what it was. But top three over the first two two weeks of the season. Yeah. Yep. If we got our sauce and we got Judon, I mean, this is a top three defense. Don't forget about and, Uche. Don't yeah, forget about I mean, Uche. Uche, Duggar. You know, Adrian Phillips Barmore, is a playmaker. Wise. There's so Defense much talent. Legit. There's so much talent around Jabril Bentley, Peppers. Like, exactly. And then the cornerback group. I mean, obviously, Marcus Jones just went down with an injury. But you're still expecting um, Jack Jones back anytime. Yeah, exactly. Jack Jones should be coming off IR after week four, I believe. Uh, 
you got other playmakers like Jonathan Jones. I mean, we have like eight Joneses that are cornerbacks, and they're all somewhat solid. So. And I know no one wants to hear this. The one position that Bill Belichick can coach up like no other is cornerback. Oh, yeah. You, We're you, a factory. He literally put Julian Edelman factory. in that corner, and he, he was getting tackles. So We're a cornerback factory. Agreed. Uh, and, and usually we don't. Usually we don't manufacture the best one in the league, but we'll, man, man, but they, we'll manufacture they'll never be the like worst. They'll never five, be the yeah, worst. It'll be like top five always, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting game. Patriots are underdogs. I'm going or actually sorry, Patriots are favorites here, two and a half point favorites. I'm gonna go ahead and slam Patriots money line, maybe even by two and a half, but I think the defenses keep it close and the over under being so low shows you that Vegas thinks it'll be a close game. Uh, low scoring. If it's low scoring, it's going to be tough for the Patriots to win by two by three uh, to cover that. I think the Patriots win. Give me that money line. I think purely, like I was going to say, Zach Wilson being the quarterback there. Not that I don't like the guy. Not that I hate the guy. I think you know. I think he's. Um, I think he's he's a better backup than people think. When you when you name backup quarterbacks, I mean, God, the fucking Patriots can't even keep one quarterback on the backup quarterback on the roster for more than a day without cutting him and sending him to the practice squad. Yeah. Well, so who, I mean, that's only knows? because that's only because they're so confident in their starter. Aiden. You're <laughs> allowed, you're allowed that maneuverability when you have such a good starter. <laughs> so the thing with the jets is Zach Wilson. We all know how he was seeing ghosts in the past against his Patriots. He sucks. So he sucks. Give me the Patriots. What do you got, Ben? Patriots 35 jets, 17, Pats are going to do a number on them. One thing for the Jets that could be or will be a very good positive, we saw it last week. I know that the Pats were committed to stopping the pass, and that might have opened up the run game. But you know that I've been saying this for three years now. The Patriots' defense is very good. They make a lot of plays. They can make you look really stupid at times. You can establish the run on them pretty easily. You you can establish – if you do it early and you hit them in the mouth early – Yeah. You got you got Judon and Uche who are pure pass rushers. They're not they're not out there to stop the run. They're not like Lawrence Taylor who can do everything. Yeah. And Barmore, I mean, I like him. His games, he sways. He has a great game, and, and then, then and then not a, and then not a very good one. So I think obviously Barmore getting away from him a little bit needs to establish more um, consistency. But they let up a lot of big runs. And if Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook can break out a big yeah. run and turn the momentum in this game, that would be bad news for the Pats. But I got the Pats winning. I have the manhandling the Jets, as I said before, uh, 35-17. I will be in attendance. I will be there at MetLife, which Let's will go. be a great experience. Every send time videos, been, send videos. Every time I've been to a, uh, a Pats game with Mac Jones at quarterback, he's always played phenomenal. He's always played great. So I expect that trend to continue. Let's I know it's it. going to rain a little bit, but one thing to look out for, Hunter Henry receiving touchdown. I think he stays hot. I'm a big prop bet guy, as I stated before. And Hunter, dude, Hunter Henry, this guy's playing like a top five tight end in the league right now. Yeah. And He's phenomenal. You know what I think you should do? I think you should go and head over to Thrive Fantasy and, and bet place Hunter, a Hunter Henry. Henry touchdown. Hunter Henry touchdown, Hunter Henry receptions, Hunter Henry yards, whatever it is. Ramondre Hunter Henry yards. MVP maybe, <laughs> maybe a future on Hunter you, Henry MVP. You go ahead and go ham on the Hunter Henry bets. But exactly like I was going to say, if you're in New York, Massachusetts, wherever it's available, 
Go ahead and get in on some of this action by downloading Thrive Fantasy. Use a link below, as I mentioned before, or code tipsy. Place a $25 bet. Direct message us on Instagram at tipsytailgatemedia with proof of your use of our code and $25 deposit. And finally, the bet. You give us proof of that, you'll be entered into a $150 giveaway on October 15th. Listen, you might as well try it. If you don't like the app, you don't have to touch it again. That's but if right. you like the app, and we think you will because we enjoy it ourselves. Oh, we are you, we are almost certain that you will. And Benny's over here placing Hunter Henry bets left and right on it, and he loves the place. Oh, yeah. He loves the app. So you go out there, you try it. It's $25. Life's not about money. Life's about excitement and That's right. the experience. So hey, what, why what not What a beautiful message. Life isn't about the money. It's about the happiness. It's about the happiness. And, and the little moments. It's, it's about, about the little moments. The little moments and the happiness that we're going to be feeling after we go out there and destroy this Jets team. Especially now, all joking if, aside. All joking aside. What do we got? They're going to dismantle the Jets. <laughs> I, I like they're going to. Do you remember what, when they were? What is it? What is it? Is it a fourteen or thirteen game win streak against the Jets? Or about right to now? be fourteen. I it's believe. about to be fourteen. About to be fourteen. <laughs> um, they already penciled <laughs> it in. Um, no, like. I really think that they're going to fucking kill him. I really do. I haven't been this confident about a Pats game in over a year. Because even when we played the Jets last year, our offense was so bad and the play calling was so bad that I was nervous. So I'm really confident about this weekend. I think Mac's going to have a great game. Um, I love that Judon held a players-only meeting after Mm -hmm. the loss to Miami. I thought that was great. Uh, Great leadership on his end. And Mac's been saying all the right things and doing all the right things. There's really... Outside yeah. of the pick last week. Mac's been super impressive this he's year. He's been great. He's been great so far. So the O-line being healthy. Um, and as I said last week, efficient offense, great defense. That's a Bill Belichick team. Even the special teams last week was great. That block field goal was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and there, what, been a, no... what a play design. That was unreal. And I'm not sure. Unreal. Did, you, did you see the full video analysis of it? Which um, I'm forgetting who did it. Somebody did it on Twitter. Um, and it's great because what it, oh, it's Pat McAfee. That's what it was. Pat McAfee went out there. And he broke it down because I don't think – I didn't even th- – and I knew the facts. I had no idea that this could have been the reason why until I saw him speak about it. And, you know, he's a special teams guy, punter mm-hmm. in the past, so he knows the experience. One of the best special teams players ever, Pat yeah. McAfee. Yeah, and exactly. And so he explained – this is great. He explained that um, the Patriots special teamer, uh, Schuler, was it Schuler. Is, is how you say it? Schuler, I believe. Schuler was lined up obviously at the end. Did like almost like on motion, ran it was like a in. Tyreek Hill motion type of yeah, play. Yeah, like a motion straight into blocking it. Nobody saw him. Nobody picked him up in, in a pass or in a punt, a kick block at least, a special teams block. Nobody touched him. He went straight in, blocked it. Great play. And people have been kind of confused. Like the big question is if, if you're a football fan is, and you understand the game, it's how does he know when to start his run? Because he doesn't know when he's going to snap, snap right. the ball. Right. And the breakdown that McAfee did was phenomenal because he said, think about it, the um, the holder, the kick holder for the Dolphins is Patriots, you know, what, four or five year, maybe even like three year, uh, former punter Jake Bailey. Mm-hmm. And he's there getting ready to take the, the hold. To hold the snap. You know, take the snap, let the kick go off. And the important part about that is 
Belichick knows his former players like anyone else. He's, he knows yeah. his players like anyone else, especially as a special teamer um, and a special team guy. He loves, you know, loves the nuance of special teams. He loves 100%. It. What happened was Jake Bailey has this kind of give or um, in, in baseball, it's like a, he, he has a, a, a sign, almost like something like a, a give that a sign could be taken from when a pitcher does this every time he throws a curveball, whatever it is. Jake Bailey has that where he does this little tuck of his neck right before he asks for the snap and gets it. So the second Shuler saw the tuck of the neck, boom, he sent him and he blocked it. Once they saw that tell, Bill Belichick was all over that in practice. And uh, it's cool that he brought it out now because I'm sure there was going to be other big moments against the the Dolphins. But if you have something like that, you go for it. And it worked. He did the tell exactly how they thought it was. Jake Bailey takes a snap. Schuler blocks it. Great play. Extremely great breakdown on on Pat McAfee's part. And that was awesome to watch. Yeah, no, I um I didn't see that. Uh I'm gonna watch it after this because that sounds great unreal. breakdown, yeah. It was um awesome. But for now that you touched upon Bill, I think we should bring him up. Let's do it. What the hell? Like what the hell, man? Like you can't go 0 3 when you're Bill Belichick. You can't do that. 0 2. Fine. You you have slow Septembers all the time. It's never been 0 and 2 bad since 2001, which wait, do you remember what happened that year? I forget. I can't remember what happened. Oh, okay. They want a ring. They want a ring. Okay, now I remember. I'm not saying they'll do that, but I for, I'm I have more confidence in this team making the playoffs this week than I did after the Philly game. I really do. Um I think they're good. No, not, not I think they're good. I know they're good. We've seen them be good. We've seen them play well, and we know, again, I'm going to keep harping on this for the rest of the season. Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time. This offense is efficient. When they get going, they are efficient. They have to cut out the turnovers, and I think a lot of that had to do with the O-line because they felt like if we get one play, we have to turn it into two or three more. They kept looking ahead because they knew the O-line wasn't wasn't sustainable and couldn't keep up the blocking. So Mac was worried about, well, the blocking's there. He wasn't quite going through his reads, which he was still doing a great job of, but he wasn't able to process it at the uh, level that he usually is, even though that's what he's best at, Crazy. his mental game and his IQ. Um, so every time they made a big play, you saw it with Pop last week, makes a big play. All he's seeing is the end zone. That's all he's looking for. Doesn't notice the pressure behind him, fumble. And I think that's what a lot of their turnovers have been. They've been, they've been thinking internally – we can't mess up. We can't mess up. We can't mess up because if they get a good play, sack, drive over. So hopefully the O-line being more together provides much more sustainability, as I just mentioned, and that makes them not focus on each and every little play like it has to be perfect. Yeah. No, it's a great point. And uh, this is a team that, you know, the defense has has all the pieces in the coaching to be a top five or better de- defense. Bill O'Brien has this this offense, you know, looking I've liked his play at calling. times, yeah, I've liked his at play times, calling. I very, liked very solid. And, you know, I think it's just going to get better with time. We got to figure out how to carve out a role with Zeke. I think the run blocking could be better. Ramondre really isn't hitting any home runs um, like we've seen in the past. I think that's so been far. more the whole line though. I think that's exactly. been the O-line. I, I agree. And, and that, that should play into Zeke as well. So hopefully this O-line gets, you know, batted down, fixed up. Um, we should bring back Dante Scarnecchia because he's the GOAT. Uh, yes, and he'll fix should. this up. But I agree. I think the Patriots are going to be a uh, very competitive team this year. I think this is the exact team at the exact time that they needed them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. With with the quarterback that they're facing. They just own Rogers him. Is a different they own him. I know but... everyone owns Zach Wilson, but the Pats are Zach Wilson's dad. They own yeah. that guy. They own him. Um, now to the next game on the slate. We've got Titans at Cleveland going against the Browns. Browns are three and a half point favorites. 39 and a half is the over on there. Browns obviously just lost Nick Chubb to a really bad injury out for the season. And it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that backfield with Jerome Ford, with um, Kareem Hunt, who they just newly brought back. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, to be honest. That was a really interesting move, the Kareem Hunt one. Yeah. It was really interesting. To be honest, I did not think they were going to go that route just because you you blatantly you blatantly um, gave out an idea that you were going to shop him last year. Right. You didn't shop him. You kept him. And then you cut him or his contract right. expired. He hit free agency. And then right. nobody really showed him interest. So then it goes – all right, what's the deal? And then now you have a bad injury and they come crawling back for you. I'm completely surprised that Kareem Hunt got back, but it really shows you what his market was. He must yeah, have no I was just market. about to say it has to – it's showing or telling rather yeah. of how little people want him to be a part of their team. Agreed. And so it will be interesting, interesting to see. I don't have many thoughts on this game. I think, I think the, Titans, the Titans win. That's my yeah, thought. I, th- I think the I was Titans say, win. I think the Titans – you know, are right there in it the entire time. Um, potentially even when – you know what? I, I'm going with you, baby. I think Titans Deshaun this blows. Game. I think Deshaun sucks he's now. He's bad. He's, he's not really good. bad. He's really not good. He's really bad. He's lost he, it. This is one of the cra- – this is honestly, in my opinion, one of the craziest things I've seen in so my lifetime. Cleveland. It's so Cleveland. It's one of the craziest things I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. He has the most guaranteed money in the history of the NFL. Yep. And he stinks. something million. He stinks. And he can't throw the ball. Like no. Two separate face masks as a quarterback last week. Like He's not good. He's really not good. He's not good it's anymore. Just, it's it's crazy. It's it's honestly one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I agree. Let's. I'm going Titans, baby. Yeah, I'm going with them as well. It's the power pick of the week. We're going Titans. Um, up to this next game, Saints at Green Bay. Packers are one and a half point favorites. Forty-two and a half is the over on there. Under there, Jordan Love has looked spectacular thus far. Um, for at least what people were thinking, whether he's yep. oh, is he worth being a starter? And now he's you know he's proven that he belongs year. in the NFL as a starting quarterback. To me, Completely. he's already proven that. Yeah. So who do you like in this game, Saints at Packers? Saints have looked good at times. Taking the Packers. football was pretty ugly. Packers? I'm taking the Packers 100%. Uh, Aaron Jones is going to be playing. Uh, I said last week, if both Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are out, I'm taking the Falcons. Aaron Jones being back, I'm taking Green Bay to beat the Saints. I think Derek Carr isn't isn't what Saints fans – he's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He is good. He's not what the Saints were expecting him to be. And maybe he doesn't have to be that. He he probably doesn't. But now you're seeing the Bucks. I know we're going to touch upon them. My second favorite team this year, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr needs to give you more to go into Lambeau yeah. and, and beat this Packers. I think they're the Packers are good. I, I really think the Packers are good. Um, they might not be eleven and six. Their ceiling's likely ten and seven. Yeah. But even if they take a step back this year. I think Jordan Love's going to have a very strong era. I don't think he'll be Farver Rodgers, but I think he's going to have a good tenure in Green Bay, and they're going to have some really good teams with him. Yeah, so you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack with with the Saints team. In my opinion, I honestly think that 
I'm not a fan of, I mean, at least right now, you know, Kamara's coming back. Jamal Williams has done nothing for them, and now he's hurt with a hamstring. So that looks like it's a disastrous signing um, following his great year in Detroit. And, you know, I could have told you that right away. That is a classic outlier, great year, yep. perfect situation, gets overpaid, goes to a team, and does nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. Right. We've seen a million times before. A million times. For and, sure. And, and, you know, it's obvious that's what's happening here at least thus far but i don't really like what the weapons he's dealing with i love olave love olave michael thomas has been great well well, that's the other michael thomas is he's a he's a guy that that i'm just not so thrilled in terms of what he'll do for me on the field at his point of his at this point of his career i just think i don't know i I like him as a red zone, go get me a touchdown, go get me, whether it's a slant, a fade, um, a quick out route. I like him for red zone use. I don't love him, you know, in in the middle of the field. I don't love him um, on – I definitely don't love him on deep balls. I know he had that great catch. He's and, not a deep uh, ball guy. Even in his prime, he wasn't the deep yeah, ball guy. Yeah, exactly. And Olave is a beast, and I love Olave. Yep. But I think, you know, you're one injury away from – all right, what do we got here? Rashid Shahid is a burner, and he is a um, you know he's got some serious talent and and potentially be good on this team, but it's just I I get the feel that like, and maybe maybe I'm overreacting because this is just a running back disaster room right now, and Kamar hopefully comes back and that that fixes something, but I'm not really loving how this offense is, has been going. I get it, it's early with with a new quarterback on the new team, so we'll see. But um, I had I had a lot of hopes for the Saints team with with Derek Carr in there now. I as just an offense. I don't. I again, I think Derek Carr is good. I don't think he's the difference maker that they needed him to be. I don't think he's that guy. I, I think he's You're not that guy, pal. He's hovering around fifteen or sixteen for best quarterbacks in the league. He's not nothing. He's not about, that guy. You don't look at Derek Carr <laughs> and say special. You don't. You don't. And I know that. There are good quarterbacks where that's the case, like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I think Kirk Cousins is far better than Derek Carr. Um, but is there anything that you look at Kirk Cousins and say, wow, that's special? No. No. He's just good. Yeah. He's just good, and he makes plays. Um, but Derek Carr, just, I don't know. I don't know. He's not going to put you – he's not going to take you from – he could take you from fringe playoff team to playoff team but he's not the kind of guy that takes you from bad team to very good team. He's he's not that much of a of a of a game changer in that aspect. I agree. What do you see this over under being? What would you like it? It's for it's right now it's 42 and a half. Do you like it going over or do you like it going under? I'm curious. I would It's interesting cuz I've got an idea on it. I on it. I'm going to take the over. Okay. But not by much. I know that's a bit of a cop out answer, but I, I think it's just barely over. Yeah, I think I, I think this game goes under. It's not. I just kind of thought of this pick in my head. I'm not confident on it, but I think it goes under purely because the Saints' defense has been very good so far and limiting points. Um, and I think the Packers are due to have kind of a slower game because okay, you know. There's, it's a rookie quarterback. Someone's going to figure something out about, you know, a regardless, place to advantage, take advantage of them from. Regardless of everything we've said about the Saints offense, their defense is good. Defense their is defense very is good. very good. Yeah. So, um, be interesting to see. I, that, 
yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Jordan Love handles that. I think this is one of those games, though, that whoever was home, I would take that team. If it was in New Orleans, I would take the Saints. But since yeah. it's in uh, on Lambeau Field, I'm going to take the Packers. Panthers at Seahawks. Seahawks are five and a half point favorites. 42 and a half is the line. And the Panthers are starting Andy Dalton with Bryce Young out with an injury. Mm-hmm. I'm going Seahawks. I'm going yep. Seahawks minus five and a half. Yeah. Um, do you feel the same way on that? Oh, yeah. This is the kind of game that if you're the Seahawks and you're trying to move forward from the progress that you made last year and Geno Spitz especially, you need it. Yeah. You have to blow them out. It's not even just win. You have to win by at least two scores. It has to be a firm victory that you're like, yeah, we just went in there and we kicked their ass and then we left. It has to be that kind of win. I agree. Um, I, I could see that happening. That's actually one of my picks of the week. Seahawks minus five and a half. Uh, on to this next one. Cowboys at Cardinals. Twelve and a half points. The it's Cowboys a lot of points. Favorite. Twelve and a half points. It's a, a lot, lot of points. points. Forty-three is the over/under, and Trevon Diggs has um has is missing the remainder of the that season. That could be a killer. Practice. Man. It that is. That could it's, be a killer. It's, honestly, it's so unfortunate. And as much as we pick on Cowboys fans, I just straight up feel Sucks. bad about this one. Sucks. I feel really bad about this one. I mean. To have everything looking like it's going so well, and then your star cornerback just goes down with an ACL in practice, man. It's, yeah, it's it's sad and no, it's and awful. I haven't picked. I've I have a really close friend that's a Cowboys fan, big Cowboys fan. I haven't picked his brain on it, but I'd assume he's, uh, you know, he's devastated because he's... this is. It's, it's, it's honestly so sad. I mean, this defense has been so good, and now you lose your your second best player on that defense. Maybe, I mean, if you're ranking best players on the Cowboys, it's, it's going to be Parsons. I would go it's Micah probably, and then Trayvon. Yeah, and then I was saying CD. CD. Yeah, CD. I think it goes. CD. I, I think it goes Micah, CD, Trayvon. I mean, he's a third player, third best player on that yeah. team. I mean, unless you want to go into Zach Martin and yeah, and unless, it is. yeah, one of the old linemen, yeah, but. I completely agree. I mean, playmaker wise, he's he's a huge playmaker for them. Yep. Interceptions and all that. Tragic loss um in terms of him gone for the season with that ACL. Uh with that said, do you like them 12 and a half point favorites uh against the Cardinals here going away? Yeah, I do. I do. I think this is a game we saw it a bit last week against the Jets. I think McCarthy should use this game as a way to get Dak more integrated into his system like and get that. him more used to it. I like that take. Just let him throw the ball around the lot. I like and that. And if you fucking kill them, you kill them. Like, I think they have to let Dak get more used to it in this kind of game where, to me, I know the Cardinals almost beat the Giants. That's more in the Giants than it was on the Cardinals. Impressive that the Giants came back. The Cardinals stink. They're not good. Um, if you're the Cowboys, you have to go out there. Similarly to the Seahawks, you have to go out there and yeah. blow them out. If you want people to look at you the way that you think you should be looked at, you have to blow out the Cardinals. You have to get wins like that. Yeah, completely agree. I am. Um, I'm. I love the take there on letting <laughs> Dak figure it out, um, and especially with the injury to, to Diggs, mm-hmm. you're going to need to score more points going right. going throughout that season. I like the Cowboys here. Um, I'm not going to take the points just because, you know. Whatever you have to say, I mean, the, the Cardinals just seem to be keeping it close, you know? Yeah, they're just hanging on for dear life. Yeah. And it's easy, not easy, that, that was phrased wrong. It's easier to do that early in the season. It's easier to do that when you haven't lost three straight, 
or even two straight. Yeah. That, but when you're a bad team and you've just been hanging yeah. on to like keep these games close and it's like, damn, like we lost again, that's when you start getting shit kicked. And I yeah. think that's about to happen to the Cardinals. All right, we have a crazy situation developing in Chicago with the Bears. They're Now they have to, on top of all of that, now they have to go and head over to Kansas City and play the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs are 12.5-point favorites. 48 is the over-under. I mean, you, you could look at this game two ways. The Chiefs dismantle the beaten Bears, or the Bears go out there as one of those everyone's sleeping on us. 12.5 points is a lot of points. They might cover this game. What do you think, Ben? Picking a lot of blowouts in a row, but I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out. I think the Chiefs are just getting rolling, especially on offense. Similarly to what I just said about Dak and Mike McCarthy, Andy Reid has to use this as a game to let his guys get back to their offense. The, the receivers clearly still need some more work. They weren't great last week. They were better, but they weren't great. Travis Kelsey was on a limited snap count from what I could tell. I, I believe he was. Um, try to get out to an early lead, uh, maybe rest some guys after that. But I think this is similar to the Cowboys for different reasons that a lot of injuries plays into the Chiefs. Uh, you've got to let these guys develop some more chemistry. And it sounds weird saying about a team that just won the Super Bowl. But, hey, it's not the same team. They've lost some pieces. They're promoting other pieces. So yeah. I think I think the – I think Andy Reid does a good job of this, of letting guys – build their chemistry in game. So I think it's going to be an important one for that. I think the bears have no shot of winning this game. I think the chiefs are the best defense they're playing so far. I think this is going to be the best defense that they played so far. I think the chiefs defense is wildly underrated to a certain degree. And right now I'd say the defense is the strength of the team. Yeah. Hey, this is the last time I'm going to bet the bears. If they disappoint me again, (laughs) Plus 12 and a half. They've, they've cost me so much money already. Might as well give it one more chance. If there's any time they're going to hit a bet, it's plus 12 and a half. I mean, come on. The thing that's almost that, two touchdowns. The thing just, that scares me yeah. for Justin Fields' sake in this game is the Chiefs are not only a good defense, they're a very young defense with a lot of guys who can keep up with them speed-wise. Maybe, yeah, not, maybe not Jones. Chris Jones can't do it. But you're going to have two or three guys spying him throughout the game and they're all second, third-year guys who can just buzz around the field. So I think the Bears are screwed. That's a good point. Um, now let's go over to this next game here. Sunday Night Football, this interests me a lot. The Steelers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs to I don't the Raiders. Get that. I don't get that at all. I do not get that at all. I'm going uh, – let me just double-check that. I, I mean, I have to – yeah, they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs. It has to be wrong. That, that's – no, Vegas I just double checked. That's some home cooking by Vegas for the for the Raiders. I, I I don't even know what to tell you. I really don't even know what to tell you. It's it's crazy. It is I don't even know what to make of it, to be honest. I'm gonna ride with it though. Give me the Steelers here. <laughs> this give is the easiest Steelers, bet this week. Give easiest me Steelers bet this week. money line. And on top of the Steelers money line, I might even reverse it. I might take Steelers minus two and a half. No, yeah, yeah. Take both. Why not make money on both? Don't limit yourself. The Steelers are a good team. They're a good team. They showed it last week. TJ Watt, I know that he gets credit. I think he deserves more credit. 
yeah. think he's I think he's better than Nick Bosa. Yeah, go ahead and I think he's better than Nick Bosa. Uh, I I think he's, he's disgusting. I mean, he just broke the record for I think <laughs> already. I think he's close to Micah. I think he's close. Oh, I, I would agree. take Micah, but I think they're close. I th- yeah, I agree. I think it's Micah and TJ Watt, and then a smidge under is Nick Bosa. But with that said, Nick Bosa is you know recovering um, it, from whether it's a holdout, he's getting back into shape past injury. He's you know he's getting back into shape. Those three are just TJ Watt to me. Nick Bosa isn't this category. Micah Parsons and TJ Watt are guys on defense that could win an MVP. They yeah. mean that much to their teams. No, they're that yeah. productive. They're that good at leaders. And they're that, like, they're just that valuable. And you have to be that valuable in order to get MVP votes. His brother saw it, JJ. He was getting MVP votes. In my opinion, he got screwed out of an MVP in 2014 when Rodgers won it. So, yeah, I think TJ Watt is, if not already there, approaching – special yeah. like all-time player no, agree, at a agree. very quick rate going to monday night football once again i don't know why they're doing this you know why they're doing this ben the two monday night football games so weird what are we doing here and then I last week they, they didn't even have peyton and eli, eli on last week you well, had two I, games you had two cracks at it you had two cracks at it and you and you missed oh I mean, for the, two i think the worst part about it was just both games were bad both games were just going on at the same time, and it was it was just ugly. The Saints and Carolina one, I only got to yeah, watch like half was, of it. Uh, that was a snooze, snooze fest. fest. Yeah, absolutely. That was awful, awful. Um, but, How is that not a Sunday at one o'clock game? Yeah, that's that's. They they should have like it beats me. I don't. They really should have blacked that game out on red zone. Not even red zone should have <laughs> played that game. It was an awful game. That was an all-time, like, why am I watching this That's what Thursday night football is usually like. It's like, ah, it's football. I'll watch it. I'm in the middle of the week. Might as well find some enjoyment. Um, Pathetic. But heading to this this Monday night slate, we got the Eagles at the Bucks and the Rams at the Bengals. Um, I think... I think it's gonna be a good game. Don't get me wrong. I like the bank. I like what the Bucks are doing. Both games interest me. I like what the Bucks are doing. I'm going with the Eagles, though. You know me, riding the Weagles. I only think they're going to get stronger and stronger, even though they're facing injuries. Avante Maddox, um, uh, we're big proponents of them going ahead and, and trying to go get a, a Buda Baker or something. That would be great for their defense and really solidify what they've got going on there. I'm going Eagles. Give me the Eagles there. And then for the Rams, Bengals game, listen, I'm going Rams plus three. Okay. I might even go into Rams money line territory wow. because wow. I don't think I don't think Joe Burrow is going to play. I don't think he's going to play. I just saw a report before where Jamar Chase um, asked if he was asked if Joe Burrow is one hundred percent going to play this week on Monday, and he goes, "I doubt, I doubt it." Jesus. So I don't know if he's saying I, I doubt that. that he plays or if he doubts one hundred percent. Whatever it is, I think the injury there um, might take him out this game. And uh, wow. if that's the case, the Rams have been very impressive. I can't even lie anymore. Um, they've, you know, they've been much better than I thought. Something they've been much better yeah. than I thought. I thought the Rams were done. I thought Matt Stafford in particular was done. Could not yeah. have been more wrong about that. He's been phenomenal. Um, but I think that Eagles-Bucks, I think we should change that to the Tipsy Bowl of the week. I think that's the game. Eagles-Bucks? I think Eagles-Bucks. 
Aiden's Weagles versus Benny's Bucks. I, th- I think that's what <laughs> we roll Benny's with. Bucks. So uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. Benny's Bucks. Me, that's me and the Me and the Bucks are going to shake and bake our way through. Die, Eagles, die. I'm going to shake and bake with Baker. Uh, I got the I got the Buccaneers winning 27 to 17. I think it's a dominant win. Listen, and that this is yeah. a you see this with surprise teams at certain points in the year they have a win where it's like wow they've arrived. To me, this is that game for the Bucks. I think this the is arrival. the game where they arrive. People finally buy back into Baker being a good quarterback, which he's always been. He's always been a good quarterback. He was in a horrible situation in Carolina. I'll never get over that. And you know that I've always stood by his side. So I can't be called a bandwagon on Baker. I believe in him. And I think he's going to continue the success. Him and Mike Evans. Have you ever seen a new quarterback and receiver play together and already have this kind of chemistry? Yeah. And I think it's incredible. I, I think it also adds to Mike Evans. I mean, man, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. He's so good. He is, he is so, good. so good. But yes, continue. Yeah. No, no. You, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. Mike Evans is special. He is so special. In this this Bucks defense is nasty. They are sick. They just fly all over the field. They play violent football, which I love. Uh Todd Bowles has done a great job of coaching this yep. team so far. I'm not gonna say it was Tom's fault, but I think it was Tom's buy-in <laughs> that maybe made them as bad as they were. I think they had to maneuver around a lot of what Tom was doing last year, and that made them not as good of a team. Did they ever feel like a real team last year? They didn't to me. It felt like Tom not Brady fully. and the Bucks. This year, it's Baker Mayfield with the Bucks. So I think that's a major difference. Not comparing Tom and Baker at all. Like, only a moron would do that. Um, <laughs> but with the way he's already fit with the fabric of this team, I think you can see it on the defense. A lot of them love his leadership style, which is one thing that's always been true with Baker. Even when he wasn't playing great in Cleveland, the team followed wherever he took them. So yep. I think that it's already been a perfect fit, and I think they get a huge win against the Eagles. Hey, great point. Um, tipsy game of the week. That's something that I'm going to have a great time watching. Uh, hopefully it's not a snooze fest like the other Monday night game. And then go ahead and give me your rams Bengals pick. Let's hear it. If Joe Burrow plays, I'll go with the Bengals. Um, I knew he was questionable for the game. I didn't know that Jamar had said that he maybe won't play. I didn't know that any of the players addressed that at all. Um, but, I mean, hey, even if Joe Burrow plays, I think it's a good game because, as you just said, the Rams, they're not going anywhere. They they, they could end up winning like seven games, but their ten losses are going to be good-ass games and they're going to yeah. be competitive in all of them, so – I'm not ruling out the Rams to do anything. To me, they could be seven and ten. They could be eleven and six. The Rams have been impressive. All right. And to wrap this up, real quick, what do you think about Thursday night football this past week? 49ers 30, 12 Giants. Um, 49ers, you know, Jay just took care of business. Purdy looked great again. CMC, Debo, great. Ayuk was out, didn't matter. The Giants looked bad. What what's your opinion on that? I think the 49ers could be the first team to go 17-0. and 0. Wow. They're so good. Where's the hole? Where's the hole in the team? I mean, it, it was used to be – it used to be thought that it was Purdy, but he looks like a plus. He's a plus. Purdy a, didn't even – He's not a problem. In week two, Purdy didn't play well. He didn't. He didn't have his best game. He missed a lot of easy throws that he typically makes, and they still won. 
And he's yeah against he's a good still... team against a team that we just talked about how yeah. impressed we are by. So, I mean, <laughs> I know it's a little crazy to say that, but they're easily the best team in the league. I don't think anyone sniffs them right now. Yeah. Wow. And obviously, you have some letdown weeks throughout the year, but right here, right now, would you be stunned if they went undefeated? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't see anyone who's as good as them. Yeah. I know how. I know how wild of a statement that is. I really don't care. Nick Wright talking about how the Chiefs would go undefeated before the season. He looks like a dumbass. <laughs> At least I've watched three games and now I'm making the proclamation. I I think they might go 17-0. I like the strong take to wrap this up. Very, very in the realm of possibility. Purdy looks great, too. And you got to root for him. You have and then to. He, he finally gets Kittle involved last night. Yeah. Because they have some injuries on the receiving core. It's like, fine. And not everyone's available. So he's like, oh, fine. I guess I'll give it to the tight end who's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And Christian McCaffrey, going to knock on some wood for him right now. I'll give that to you on my fantasy team. That's Opoy. That's the Opoy right Dude, he there. Is he's so insane. Good. He's insane. He's insane. He's so good. I don't see them losing. I, I just, I don't. I can't see it right now. And you know that I'm never the one to make a proclamation like that. Because I always look for the negative in teams. Yeah. I don't see one. I don't see one. They look great. They might have the best coach. They're up there for best defense. They're up there for weapons. And everyone was questioning Purdy, like you just yeah. said. He's a top ten quarterback. Yeah. And you know what? All right. Two things, real quick, and then we and then we'll we'll head out. First one. Right now, I'm saying, give me a. You have a middle of the pack team. You're looking at a roster of what's a good example? You're looking at the Chicago Bears roster. I say you have one game. Give me a quarterback, Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson. Who are you taking? Right now? Yep. They're taking over the Bears offense for one game. You need to win. Who do you take? Take Brock Purdy. Right now, I take Brock Purdy. I thought you were going to say that. And, you know, right now. Purdy looks real good, man. Purdy looks real good. I might, I know I might a lot have of, to agree on that. I know a lot of people's response to that might be, oh, the weapons, the weapons, the weapons. Okay. I don't care. He gets the ball there. I mean, Lamar's, he delivers got, the ball. Lamar's got just as good of a tight end, maybe even. A better tight end. Um, in Andrews. Then you look at the other side where there's Odell. Obviously not the same Odell, but there's Odell. There's Zay Flowers. Um, Aguilar is there, I believe, right? Uh, he caught a touchdown. You've got guys like Devin Duvernay as well. Obviously, the running backs situation is not great, but you also have great coaching there as well. And I don't know; it's a tough decision, but it's just something that I wanted to throw out. No, I as well, as a possibility. And hey, they could go out there next week and fall on their face, and Purdy throws three picks. But I don't see it happening. There, there's. Usually when there's a team that's great, like even the Panthers, when they went 15-1 and one, and everyone was picking them to win the Super Bowl that year, it was like, well, their receiving core outside of Greg Olson really isn't that good. And their only running game, realistically, is Cam Newton. Like he's the only elite guy that uh, you're afraid of running the ball. And there's just no hole in this team. I think this is the best team we've seen since the 07 Patriots. I really do. Like on paper, in terms of talent, covering every position on the 53-man roster, I haven't seen a team that talented since the 07 Pats. Hey, this is a – it's a long season, but right now they look like 
it's insanely dominant team. The Giants were um, making that a game early, and then they just took off. Yeah, just the ability to score fast and and, and defense to force turnovers and all that. It's phenomenal to watch them to watch them go play. One thing I want to end this off on: Sauce Gardner likes a tweet saying he's gonna get bitched by Patriots receiver Kendrick Bourne. Sauce is keeping receipts. Does Kendrick Bourne catch a touchdown on Sauce Gardner this week? No. I'm going to say no. yes because I love Kendrick. And with <laughs> that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Once again, go to the link in the bio and smash that link, Thrive Fantasy, or head to thrivefantasy.com. Code tipsy. Go ahead, deposit $25. They'll match it. You'll have $50, only $25 of your own, but you'll have $50 to play with. You go, you place a bet, you enter a contest. If you win, great, go ahead. If you want, pull out the money. Don't even open the app again. I don't care. But if you win and you enjoyed your experience, continue playing. And I think you are. And if, listen, if you don't win, at worst, you helped us out, me and Ben and yeah. uh, and the whole yeah. team. That's a good thing. Helping people out, isn't that a good thing? Exactly. It's a, it's a good thing. And plus, you get entered into the giveaway. $150 could be in your pocket. You could have played with 25 get 50 win the bet, and on top of that, win 150 through the giveaway. There you go. There that's you a, go. That's like a Christmas gift. So you gain two friends and a whole lot of money. Huh. That sounds like go. a deal to me. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.